Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello, and welcome back to the Have We Made It Yet podcast. It's the podcast where two creatives um, embarking, embarking upon their journey to making it talk about their experiences. And uh, I am one of the co-hosts, uh, the comedian, Josh Yang. And I am the actor, Lucas Ng. Yes, he is. And at the top of our podcast, what we always like to do is like we like to ask each other, yep. have you made it yet? Because that's the whole point. We've named the podcast that we might as well do it. Uh, so Lucas, have you made it yet? No, I have not made it yet. And as some of you might see from my background, if you are watching on YouTube, it's definitely changed because for the first time of the, on this podcast, all three of us with our guest are all in different locations. Wow. And it's kind of exciting. So right now I'm in Vancouver and I'm back in my parents' basement right now because I'm quarantining mm -hmm. because of COVID. Uh, but no, it's been an interesting week. Um, I've gotten a few callbacks for auditions that I've done back in Toronto. So if I do book them, I do have to make the first flight back to Toronto to do those bookings. Um, it's been interesting, you know, just Ontario with a lot of new cases right now oh, of COVID. Yeah. So it's kind of making me weary. But you know what? The show has to go on. So if I get something, then COVID or not, man, we're doing it. Yeah, you got to you got to sacrifice for um, for the yard, you know, whether it's getting COVID or okay, no, you probably shouldn't get COVID. Um, yeah. But uh, either way, everything, everything like is going to be COVID. Your acting is going to be COVID. You know, the material, the content I'm saying is, is probably going to be some kind of um, COVID influenced thing. Comedians yeah, yeah, yeah. are going to go with COVID material. It'll <laughs> all be, it'll all be COVID. But uh, good luck on that. Hopefully that works out. And, Thanks, brother. Um, yeah. Mr. Josh Yang. Yes. Have you made it yet? I have not made it yet. Oh man. I haven't I haven't made it yet. And the thing is, you know that I've been waiting for that one kind of big performance I did early in the year in January. Mm -hmm. And luckily today I got a little update on it. Ooh. The um the producer and, you know, uh showrunner of that show is going to start getting into the swing of editing editing things. Nice. Um yeah, so we're going to edit our uh, clips are set together and mm -hmm. then we'll see about when they might get released but I might finally be able to see an edited version of that uh, set so hopefully a little progress there yeah yeah it's it's better than nothing which has so mm -hmm. far been the case every week week in week out for me but I think that's I think we've 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 settled that intro anyways okay 
uh, enough about us, Lucas. Um, mm -hmm. I would say, though, I'm excited about the guest this week because it's another blast from, uh, well, from my past. Um, we actually, this week's guest, we actually were um, working on a group project together while I was on exchange in uh, the Vienna University of Economics and Business. And um, basically, we did the group project together added each other on Facebook and then after the project hadn't really caught up uh, until last year when I saw on Facebook he actually released a single. Uh, he released uh, a song and I had no idea that um, he was into that um, kind of like creativity and expressiveness because I mean how often do you really know your group project people in school um, but it was really exciting to see I was pleasantly surprised it was called talking and uh, there was a music video. It was really well produced, which even mer uh, even mer even further uh, impressed <laughs> me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've been following him since uh, earlier this year. So he actually made the move to Los Angeles uh, to continue pursuing uh, music, and it was very encouraging to see. And actually, recently released another new song and music video called "2015." So I knew I had to contact him and, nice. and catch up and really um, kind of see how his, his experience has been and maybe get him on the podcast. And we are very excited that he's uh, agreed to be a guest on the podcast this week. Please welcome. Uh, I knew him as Constantine Lederner, but the world will know him as content. Woo! What's up, guys? Hey. <laughs> Thank you for that intro, man. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. It's, uh, it is, it's, I think I've mentioned this before, but it's always nice to see people that are, were in your life before when we're all in this early stage of like trying to figure things out in university and college, and then seeing how people have decided, you know, I want to pursue this, mm -hmm. this new, new creative, you know, passion driven um, career and uh, it is exciting to see that happen um, and thank you for being on the podcast for sure thank you guys for letting me join thank you Josh thank you Lucas no problem, man. Um, and uh, great and you know what tough question off the top like we always yes. do in all of our all of our podcasts hey content have you made it yet no I've not oh. um, but isn't the journey the goal? Like, mm. um, I have not, but I'm super happy where I am and I'm pursuing making it. I don't know, you know, if you can ever reach it fully, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's the beauty of it, right? The journey of making it, that's what it's all about. Absolutely, absolutely. And mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, it's one of those things as well, because I know the journey you took all the way from, because we met in Vienna, yes. Austria. And then you, I, even then, like I wasn't, I didn't know anything about the music, but like I've talked to you since you were still producing, starting um, producing music then as well. And then later on in 2018, you moved to Berlin, was part of that music scene. And then going from there also came to LA, which it seems like, you know, if you want to do music, LA just for the for the big type of you know labels and 
and the big stars. It just seems like LA is the place to be. And that's a big move going from Europe all the way to LA and making that commitment. I'm wondering how was that experience making that decision? Because it's a big decision. Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, it's funny because we met like, you know, during my business past. So like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny to see that that you're, you know, a comedian, I'm a musician and we're like, we both went to business school. So like, um, yeah, those were like my days when I just, you know, studied something to have like a cushion, you know, something serious. So your parents don't freak out at night. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was always doing music on the side. Like it was always my true passion. I started playing piano since I was little. Um, I played the bass. I started producing when I was 15 and I was always into that. So like when we met at university, those times for me were very inauthentic because I was Mm. like, you know, doing something I was not really passionate about. I was surrounded by people who are like better than me usually. Um, but in my free time, I was always super passionate about music. Um, and so the move to Berlin first happened because I produced a song for a friend of mine, an artist whose name is Maxis. The song was called Need You. And I produced it right at the end of my bachelor degree, kind of. Mm-hmm. And it kind of blew up back home um it now has like three million clicks on spotify and like and it got him a record deal in berlin basically and he asked me if i want to join him and go to berlin together Mm -hmm. and for me that was perfect timing because i just finished my bachelor's i was like hell yeah i always wanted to do this (laughs) yeah and i finished my bachelor's so my parents were like cool so i was like damn okay finally i can do what i want um and so i went to berlin with him and helped like produce in the studio, worked for his songs basically, met other amazing people. And on the side also started my solo project, like you mentioned, talking and all that stuff. But Berlin didn't really make me happy because I realized that, I don't know how much you guys know about like the German music scene, but I realized if I wanna make money in Berlin, sooner or later, I'm gonna have to produce like German pop or German hip hop which I mm. both hate. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, like it's not really quality music if we're being honest. So like, <laughs> and a good friend of mine, I guess maybe you guys had that in your life too. You know, you have good friends that sometimes they just give you a speech like mm. with some hand Zimmer music in the back and you just be like, <laughs> damn, all right, <laughs> my life is changing. Cause I had a great guitarist friend who was very established in Berlin and he'd been there for years. He told me, man, because I always loved American hip hop and I always loved American music. Like hip hop was my passion. Um, uh, What made me start to produce and all that stuff. And he told me, man, I know what music you like and I know you're not going to be happy staying here in Berlin. (laughs) So you have to go to L.A. I was like, damn, (laughs) that's very far. But I knew he was right. Yeah, I was like, "Um, damn, I have to find a way to get to LA because my favorite music all comes from LA and uh it's just you know the mecca for the music industry really um so I had another composer friend who lived in LA and I asked him you how did you do that and he just told me there's this program at UCLA extension Mm. where uh, you can do like a degree and extension is basically just like you know evening courses it's a very short program relatively cheap for American standards and after nine months, you get a degree, basically. 
And as a foreigner, you then get a work visa. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I don't know uh, how it is for Canadians, but um, so for me, that was very awesome. So that, that's why a lot of foreigners here study at UCLA Extension because of that work visa. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm studying music production here and uh, I'm super happy that, happy that I made the move here. But yeah, of course, it was rough because I didn't know anyone here. Um, first, I just lived with host families so I could stay for free and not to mm. work in the garden so you don't pay rent. Because yeah. um, I had no idea about LA, like the geography. I didn't even know where I should live, like what are good spots. So uh -huh. I just stayed with host families first, the first month, which in retrospect is pretty sad because that would have been the only month without COVID. Because <laughs> so, oh. I got here in January. Oh, so. That would have been my month to fully explore LA, but I was staying with host family, so I couldn't like go party crazy or something. So I finally then found an apartment, found a room here in West Hollywood, and school started. I met cool friends at school. You know, it was nice. all Zoom. I mean, my whole degree is all on Zoom, um, basically. Oh. So of course it was frustrating, but I made the best out of it, and I really met some amazing friends rappers, engineers, producers, and who live very close to me so I can actually walk to them, which is a luxury mm -hmm. for LA. Um, so we make music together. And since I've been here, I've just been super blessed because it's the first time in my life, you know, where I'm at a place where I'm fully happy because, you know, in Vienna, I'm, I felt more like an outcast with my music, same in Berlin. So now I'm like finally at a place where I meet, you know, like-minded artists, um, producers, and I'm truly happy. Of course, it's very far away from home, but mm -hmm. that's just, I guess, some price you have to pay if you want to make it. <laughs> that's perfectly, perfectly put. I mean, it, it really is. And the way you're describing it as well, I could, like, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's always tough. You hear kind of these stories of whether it's actors or comedians or musicians going to like either New York or Chicago or LA. And it's, I guess it's from like a foreigner perspective as well. Cause it just seems so unattainable. Mm -hmm. Like if you're Canadian or if you're from Europe, it's like, how, how do you even do that? But you'd be surprised. I think like, all you got to do is just do it sometimes. Like once you do it, once you get there, you, you figure it out um, on your feet. And it seems like you've, you've done that. And like, wow. Yeah. Given the current landscape of like the timing of everything it's it's definitely a unique time and experience to have done that and then also be in this weird messed up situation there mm -hmm. yeah um would you have any points of culture shock when you first arrived in LA were there any things that really surprised you not really because I really had the privilege of being abroad a few times in my life so when I was 17 I, I was actually in Canada for a year oh nice nice um where and yeah that's the funny thing whenever i say where i was canadians be like why <laughs> well, is it, I, are you gonna say winnipeg or something exactly manitoba winnipeg <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's funny man yeah, oh geez i was in i was in manitoba for a year um but it was amazing it was a lot of fun and it really set the groundwork also for my english so um so, so that was my first, you know, contact with, let's say, North American culture. Right. Um, and I've been abroad for a full year when I was 17. So it was cool. And then when I was at the BU, where we met at University mm. of Business, I did an exchange semester in Virginia. Um, nice. So I was there for half a year. I had an American girlfriend. Um, 
So I had the whole culture shock more or less behind me. Right. Um, so this was very, you know, home court, basically. Like I knew what I, what I was going to expect. Of course, LA is also very extreme and like, I just have to get more adjusted to the whole big city life. But, uh, you know, people might be snakes or shady, but that's just what it is. But um, no, so I, I was really, I had a good preparation before that. So that's nice. awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Like you do hear a lot of like how LA it's, I think, I mean, I don't know if it's like geography or whatnot, because there's just a, there's a um, difference almost like an opposite difference between like New York and LA. New York is like everything's super dense, compact. It's like, you know, everybody's kind of um, hustling all the time. LA is a little more West Coast, a little bit more laid back, but also really spread out. But then LA also does have that thing where it's like, you are what either what you do or you are based upon what you can do for me that kind mm. of thing because everybody is essentially there very specifically to make it and it's like it is because it's so grueling like it can be tough to like you gotta do what you can but that you but then it's also not the healthiest environment like how have you how have you handled that kind of mentality shift to something where it's like you know it's better to be in like a supportive environment but you may not always get that of course yeah i mean you just gotta really become great at reading people Mm-hmm. For me, it's a problem. I'm sometimes very naive because I come from a small town, right? And like, I come from the mountains, basically. Yeah. And if you know, if you're being an asshole in the in the mountains, like the whole town knows, and <laughs> that's it for you. So people are very nice, and like, you can't really pull some mean things. Whereas in big cities, that's the problem. You can really just be super mean, and no one no one will find out. Um, but yeah, you just really have to have a good sense of, you know, human beings who, who's really genuine. Um, I was lucky that I really made some good, genuine friends in the beginning from school. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, through school. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you just got to take everything with a grain of salt because people are always going to be talking. Yeah, man, and everything is great and we can do this and that. You just got to really have no expectations of anyone and you, you're going to be good. But yeah, I can see how it can really be rough for some people yeah um especially for women too oh oh yeah that's i feel like that's a whole nother no whole nother area because like la you're gonna get also like some of the most beautiful people in the world just based upon the business and like modeling acting all that kind of stuff so then Mm -hmm. even it's probably all the type of things we deal with like on a day-to-day basis based upon like how we look or whatnot it's just heightened like yeah extreme level like i had a few sessions with a with a great singer and she told me like i'm the first producer who doesn't try to hook up with her like (laughs) (laughs) like who doesn't try to hit on her like really keeps it professional i'm like damn that's very sad that i'm the first yeah that that power element you know (laughs) that that element where it's like oh everybody wants to make it and if if somebody who has power and like people somebody making it knows they have the power to help them then it then you get into this corrupt you know field and power corrupts absolutely so it's yeah it's one mm-hmm. of those things it's hard to hard to stand by but yeah, yeah. dude you, you touched upon a brief bit about your music and everything like that so you have your three singles out with talking uh, vivaldi and uh 2015 right now right yes, yes. um 
like you're you have a really laid back delivery which i've been hearing a lot right now it's like it's more like i love mackinan kind of thing and like your low timber of voice mm. is like a tyler the creator kind of feel to it yeah what other uh music do you listen to to really influence and inform your work so i love alternative hip-hop i mean like you just mentioned tyler creator i love that yeah. i love everything that's a little bit more weird nice. um especially with rap <laughs> um i mean i also love you know kanye west pharrell kendrick um i like my heroes but uh i also came from you know as a teenager listening to listening to bands so like you know co-play and all that soft stuff too <laughs> yeah. so it's also in my music you might have that soft touch to it um melancholic vibe like 2015 has a melancholic vibe and i just like that too um yeah so so that's really why i draw my inspiration usually alternative people who try to make things different um yeah change the status quo yeah dude like when I heard some of your tracks, like especially the beat behind 2015, it had like a Frank Ocean kind of vibe to it just because it's so melodic. It's not just a beat. It was literally, Thanks, it man. had melody lines. It was really well produced, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Frank Ocean's another hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. No doubt. Um, yeah. So I was also looking at your talking video. Um, what was the reason behind the 80s fitness aesthetic? That was my friend, the director, Stephanie. Oh. Okay. She just heard the video and she had that idea, yo, we're going to do 80s. And she loves editing and I love editing too. Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, we're going to have this crazy, weird uh, gibbering effect. And um, I was like, I'm all in. So she really took that whole idea. Yeah. And her sister's a makeup artist. So they all dressed us up. And I was just happy. I just thought it was, this was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. um, it's really all credit to her i did not contribute much <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude like those four dancers and then also you periodically coming in with a big turtleneck i'm like man that's where you get the contrast <laughs> right there <laughs> but it, it all made sense in retrospect because i mean uh, not saying it has a super deep meaning but the fact that everyone's catching that gibbering effect like in the first it's just one and the others are pissed off at it so it's like talking of people right uh -huh. so like it does make sense that it's like kind of a disease that spreads and at oh, the end everyone's mm. doing it and then it's cool but in the beginning just one of them gets it and they're all looking at him like what the hell so, so it's about you know people talking behind your back so it also yeah. did make sense in that regard no yeah doubt. and there's that there's a couple lines in there where it's like now you're able to kind of like break free from the previous misconceptions or like people talking about you that kind of thing um yeah. In terms of like how you approach like writing your songs moving forward as like content, you know, like what is the type of like message or the type of meaning like you're really you want to aim for? So I really I mean, like my name is content to so substance. I really want to just have substance to my songs. It doesn't have to be super deep every time, but I just want some type of substance um, uh, that people are touched. I, I might also maybe make some ignorant songs at one time, but I still want to have the, at least musically, it's got to be because I produce my stuff. So it's right. also got to have some, some just content to it. That, that's very important to me. Um, I don't want to hate on any genre, but like, I don't really do like regular trap stuff. Um, mm. I, I, I want to make it a little bit weirder. There's, I would just want to have it. Yeah. More substance and content to it really. Mm. 
And I know I know you're part of um, kind of this collective, the Open Studios that um, you've kind of grouped yourself with. Is it how is how was that uh, experience? Were those like friends also from the same music program? Yes. So Ivy Shocker, the the main guy from Open Studios, and Evan, I met him in a Zoom class, like just oh. like talking with you guys. Yeah. And we just found out that we lived ten minutes away from each other. And I was like, hell yeah, because I didn't have any friends at that time. I just moved here, and mm -hmm. uh, so we just clicked. And I always go to their to their house, and they have a nice home studio, a big one. Um, and they're just basically an artist collective. So there's him, there's Ag Lexus, who's a singer. Um, there's also videographers, like the guy who did my 2015 video, NCR Visuals. He's also oh. part of that, and you know they were all super supportive, um, helped me make that. Um, so it's just awesome to just have a squad, you know, where everyone's super um, focused and we're all here in LA trying to make mm. it like, you, you know, your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. Yeah. That is really lucky because like, I've been kind of seeing however other like comedians, you know, established professional comedians, like try to break into it. And like, I'm just seeing one clip for Steve Martin on masterclass. And he mentioned a thing where it's like, if you want to, make it in comedy you got to go to where there's comedy right so essentially yeah. if you want to make any music you got to go to where there's music and like be with other people who are really into what you're into so the mere fact that you're able to find like a little a group of other musicians and artists is only going to help yeah and it's just so beneficial for everyone like because i have that pop background from berlin so i can really help them shape their songs like change-ups and they were never used to that because they're like mostly rappers mm -hmm. who just mm -hmm. rapped over a beat straight up and that's it so i just help them create these songs more bring them more to song structure whereas i can really learn from them you know just being a non-native speaker rapping in english and i always get great feedback from them and it gives me confidence because i was always very insecure about my rapping because it's not my mm -hmm. first language but hanging out with them really gave me the confidence because i know if they think it's good and and I got the the approval, you know, and I'm learning from them. Yeah. On that note, though, about your rapping style, because you mix singing in with your rapping, too. Is that an intentional thing or did you just not want to have another person doing the hooks for you? It's intentional not in the beginning, because I feel like because my first three songs, I think it's important to just set a ground first. Mm. So with no features, <laughs> but I do want to definitely have singers later on because I know I'm not the greatest singer, but like, I just thought it was important in the beginning just to have that, um, yeah, just content with no features um, yeah. to show I can do that. Cause I can do hooks, <clears throat> but I, of course I would love to have some amazing singers next year, mm -hmm. which I will definitely do. I just thought in the beginning, my first single should be all just myself. And yeah. then I'm gonna definitely collaborate more. I hear you, man. And then also, like, just going through your IG, and you also briefly mentioned upon it, too, uh, you're a multi-instrumentalist. Like, you said you play the keys, the bass, and also saw you playing the guitar, too, on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, how much of knowing basic theory and basic instrumentation has helped you create and produce your own songs? Very much. A yeah. lot. Um, I know, like, I just had a session two days ago with an amazing singer from the East Coast, um, mm. pretty established, and it was over Zoom. And of course, you're like a little bit nervous because like you got to really deliver on the spot. 
But the dope thing is for me, I always know, you know, if everything goes wrong, worst case, I just sit to the piano and we'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like even if I might not have the coolest sound ready yet, but worst case, I'm just going to play piano and we're going to we're going to find something. So <laughs> of all the sessions I had with other artists, uh, that was always my last help, my go to, you know, the instrument. And I'm super happy and super grateful that I learned them because I feel like as a producer, I'm not saying you have to, you can also make amazing songs without knowing any theory. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying for me, having sessions with artists where there's pressure and time, uh, yeah, time pressure, I'm super helpful, super helpful. Nice. nice. No, no, because I, I, there is like, there's engineers and then there's also like creative producers such as yourself who can help with the creation of the song itself. Um, when you, do meet with a session artist and a vocalist who has an idea um, and they're, you know, and they're for lack of a better term, they're, they're um, what do you call it? They're just, you know, when, when they can't think of an idea themselves too. Um, is it up to you then to, to pursue more ideas or to give them more inspiration then? Yes. I mean, preferably you should hopefully be with an artist that has a vision Um that's usually what established artists all have, I think. And um, they all kind of, they, they should know where they want to go. If they have no idea at all, then of course it's going to be rough. Um, yeah. Because you can't really have the vision for the artist. You can just guide them. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully you should try to have sessions with artists who know what they want and then you can just assist. But you know, yeah, you can always, of course, try an idea and but at the end of the day, you know, it's got to be authentic. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, especially since, like, we're, we're talking with you now and, and you just released the, the first single within the United States, within your time here, yeah. 2015. Um, very clearly, it's referring to the year 2015. So I'm, I'm wondering then, like, um, how you came to that song, whether it was something you started in L.A., and like you were able to do it from start to finish here with all of kind of the people you know or you met and as you're learning um but yeah so how did that 2015 come to fruition no so that that's an older song so most yeah. of the stuff that i'll be releasing this year so the next one also the third one is pretty new but the the next one and this one i'll i did them all like a year ago at least okay um but um, yes, I finished them here because at university, I just learned how to mix my own, how to engineer my own music, nice. which I did not know before. And mm -hmm. that was a game changer for me because yeah. um, I was never fully happy with mixes I received because you know, when you're a producer, you're picky about your own sound. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to learn it also to save money. And like, so I learned that really through school. We had an amazing class about it and I figured it out. And so this is the first song actually that I, mixed myself nice um, so that can be accounted to the time here for sure yeah because like it definitely feels like based upon um i guess the difference between like talking and vivaldi like you can see i guess not just in the sound but also in the the music video that there's just it kind of you know through the passage of time and experience it looks like it's been elevated in quality um for Thank sure you. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was great to great to see. Um, 
and it's also nice that you you happen to know somebody who was a videographer so it was like really was able to just get right into it yeah like amazing and um and we shot the video i mean here in california so we went to topanga like you see in the video it's this big meadow and then we went mm -hmm. to the beach malibu and that was just amazing because you know because i couldn't have done that back in the mountains so <laughs> it was also cool to have that stamp of you know la in the video yeah no doubt. right um that track of course like when, when you first hear it, it's a very melancholic and it tackles like that theme of like nostalgia and at times loneliness too of course like there's a certain kind of a headspace that you need to have when you write that type of stuff but can you go into detail about what in what, what specifically inspired that song yeah so in 2015 was the last time i was fully like in love with a girl uh, so this was when i was in the u.s actually <laughs> um and so i thought man i really want to because i never wrote a i never wrote a love song before oh yeah, yeah. i was like damn everyone's doing these love songs <laughs> no, but i <laughs> but i thought man i really want to try to capture that feeling yeah. um of just being helplessly in love and like super naive and like and so I really, that's the verse is really just me rapping from my past point of view from mm -hmm. five years ago, just being like crazy in love and like naive. And I just really wanted to capture that because it was such a, it's such a beautiful feeling and um, yeah, nostalgic as well. And because uh, then people can relate because I mean, we've all been there at one point. So that was the whole goal of it. To me, it was just the year 2015, but others might go through it right now or it was like a yeah. year ago. Oh, um man. and the, and and the bridge is more like in the presence in the present um reflecting the bridge is like you know being that you know every moment you have you can be grateful for it and in retrospect it's all great memories and even if mm -hmm. stuff things end so yeah man i just realized it's like at least for myself all our like major girlfriends were on exchange oh for all of us <laughs> Well, oh, really? me, well, yeah, me too. Cause I, <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. go on also another, me. I I did go on another exchange um, to Beijing before. And that's where I also met my first girlfriend. So it is kind of interesting uh, yeah. when you, when you say that it's like, well, I guess that's part of the exchange experience. You go somewhere it, else and then you, it is man. Your you, mind is just in a different setting. Oh, totally. Yeah. You're just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it always happened to me too. Even when I was just on vacation, always things happen like that yeah i i feel <laughs> like it's could it be could it just be like you're not kind of held back by history per se because you know you're yeah. somewhere new you don't have to feel like you have to be the same person that you you were before um i guess to take it back to kind of like how you've moved to la do you feel like that move in environment as well is it has allowed you to like mm. go somewhere that like you've push past maybe a boundary you might have had uh in europe that that was just like might have been stopping you yeah definitely i mean the awesome thing about here in la because like people always ask me you know what do you like more la or europe and like of course i love europe like just you know growing up there and all that but like the 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 food and all that stuff but the dope thing about la is really like what i appreciate also about american people here is you can really be who you want to be like people really let you you can really just claim you know i'm content i want i want to be the best producer in the world the best artist in the world and people be like all right cool <laughs> like <laughs> i believe you like you like you get a chance 
Whereas, you know, back home in Europe, it's more like, who do you think you are? Like, it comes off very arrogant. Mm. There's a different level of, like, here it's not considered arrogant. Back home, it would be arrogant, right? Mm. So a different level of confidence. So that was very liberating. I think if you want to have a creative job, you know, LA is amazing because you can really be who you want to be and no one's going to judge you or, you know, there are, people are generally more supportive be like all right cool you know prove yourself um so now i'm just super confident you know to say i'm content i'm an artist i'm a rapper i'm a producer and like it doesn't feel weird at all because it's just really what i want to do and it's it's my life and you know whereas maybe back in europe back home i might have still had some doubts or i don't know so that really liberated for sure that's so true you bring that up because like we've talked to previous guests about this very thing about imposter syndrome and how like when we're in Toronto kind of still anytime we say you know I'm an actor or Josh says he's a comedian it still feels a bit a bit fake at times but I guess in LA if you say I'm a comedian people are like oh cool where have I seen you where have you done shows it's like it's legitimized and and that's so awesome that you found your your space in LA like that yeah, or they'd be like, yeah, me too. <laughs> or I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know five more friends who are comedians because it's just so normal. Like everyone here is just an actor or a musician, really. Uh-huh. That's oh. every, or you're like half the people in a coffee shop in LA just working on a screenplay or just writing. <laughs> yeah. Or, or everybody's exactly. just doing, you can't, you can't throw a ball without hitting a screenwriter in LA probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also totally normal that people have, other regular day jobs you know people don't don't look down on that it's just the hustle here it's like of course you know yeah how, how have you been um been doing uh handling that in terms of like the financial element like have you been doing some odd jobs here and there i know you mentioned yeah you, you did you did the gardening in order to get that that sweet sweet rent yeah dude yeah 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 that was awesome and i i yeah i applied for the only job i'm allowed to do i'm only allowed to do one job because of my visa Really? So, uh, yeah, because I'm on a student visa, so I'm not allowed to work. But there's one job I was allowed to do, which is at the museum on campus. And oh, like, I, yeah. I actually, I was super lucky again, man. Like, I got really employed, and the next day they shut down for COVID. So I still gotten paid during oh. COVID, and like, I'm still getting some money. Um, wow. so, so that was really amazing and lucky, or like, you know fate i guess <laughs> but wait so you managed to get employed going on the first day and then they shut down so they kept you on the rolls yeah so they didn't they didn't just call everyone off they kept most of the employees because it's it's you know it's i think it's affiliated with the campus with university so they they have enough funds so they just kept paying most of the people of course they cut it down oh. now so now I have to maybe see for, you know, under the table jobs. We can cut that out in post, but (laughs) no, yeah. So, but that was super lucky that I got that job. So I've not worked one day there yet. Um, Hopefully they're, (laughs) hopefully they're reopening soon because I would like to get some hours in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's just with COVID, I know they keep postponing the deadline, the opening deadline. So like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's getting pretty serious, especially like, yeah. like, because you were in the thick of it in the California spikes during COVID, and then now you also have to deal with the the wildfires. Like, how was how was that period of time, especially because like you're not only in a new environment, like you're trying to make it. Now you're also trying to not not fucking die, you know? Yeah, that was rough, man. So, I mean, first COVID started, but then I met my friends. I was like, I was in a good mental space. 
then the riots happened then mm, like right the, the riots happened and it was again like a curfew right 6 p.m all our phones would be ringing ringing and you have to stay at home after 6 p.m so oh. I, I i started getting depressed i was like damn like you know again like shut down because it was just about open up after covid then the riots happened so you had curfew and then COVID spiked again. So I was like, damn. And then that with the air happened, that was really rough for me. Cause like, right. you know, being from the mountains, I was spoiled to good air. So the fact that I can't leave my house cause the air is bad, that was really crazy for me. Yeah. Cause like, and I like to exercise and stuff like that. And that was really rough. Um, so it's just been, yeah, setbacks, but I'm still happy, you know, I still have good friends around and you get through it, but it was for sure a challenging year. Yeah, definitely. I've had to do some soul searching and let's mm. try to stay in a good mental space. Have you been able to take kind of those experiences and, and churn out some some content, if I may use a pun? <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm, I'm always super. It's an inspiring time, like no writer's block whatsoever. Like mm -hmm. it's so that's a good part of it for sure. Nice, yeah. nice. And uh, I think we're pretty much coming up onto the time. But I think before we go on to our little palate cleanser game, word association game at the end, uh, we're talking about like the making it element asked you at the top of the top of the um, show, like, have you made it yet? Now that we've gotten to get a sense of like knowing you and your history and, and kind of where you're going, like right now, how would you kind of formulate your idea of like making it because like you got your single uh single out you're going to be creating more music but it's like what is the next goal for you on that path so the next goal for me is to get my music to the people like i feel like my music my quality everything is there um now it's just about promotion and about that's really the difference between like independent artists and major artists right. like they have all the promotion and that's where you see the big gap and that is my next goal to like reach as many people as possible um to really develop a fan base right now online of course so get some good streaming numbers get onto playlists that will be my next goal um so that you're validated and then once covid hopefully is over next year um perform live and really develop a core fan base and because if you have a core fan base at one point you know you can really live off of it and that that's my idea of making it really yeah live off of music yeah. um just be sustainable and uh so that would be my goal yes awesome. yeah and it's definitely something we've we've heard before I, I lucas as well as mentioned before if he if he can just you know make a living off of it um <laughs> then that would be that would be the dream yeah yeah man so so you don't have to work at the museum anymore man exactly i mean i never did so far but yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, system. i love it i love it man yeah um but yeah let's let's go on to that word association game um yes. so i guess uh i can i'll start off with my 10 so content the hard part's over or this uh, you know what this might actually be a hard part because it's like it's true. asking people to like reveal your immediate thoughts but um for our end of our podcast we like to play this word association game so i'll have 10 words lucas will have 10 words uh i'll go through my 10 words first and after each word say the first word that comes to your mind or the first image or the first idea and we'll just see where where it goes yeah one word 
well, yeah, one word or okay. uh, idea, a couple words. It's all okay. it's all good. Um, but yeah, so clear your mind. Okay. <laughs> nice. Enter a period of calm, and your first yes. word is family. Mom. Pineapple. Delicious. Rain. I miss it. Alone. Okay. <laughs> Motivation. Making it. Kumquat. What was that? Kumquat. I don't know what that word means. I'm it's foreign. Like a... <laughs> That's true. I... It's a. It's like a fruit. I think it's a fruit. Kumquat. Kumquat. Yeah. yeah. I, it's I also. Picture, I would need a picture. Sorry. It's also spelled with a K, so it's like K U M Q U A T Kumquat. I didn't know what it was too. Don't worry, man. You know what? Sorry. To be honest, I don't really know what it is either. <laughs> I've just heard it before. Um, okay, next word. Mountain. Home. Yeah. Tightrope. Wait, what's a tightrope again? I'm sorry. No, it's like um, you know. Look at the look at the rapper's vocabulary, please. <laughs> <laughs> what's a tightrope again? It's where like a, a kind of a acrobat walks on a tightrope suspended it's oh like balance yeah okay yeah. okay okay tightrope uh yeah balance i guess balance um okay next word satisfied after making music and finally ending nowhere near Ooh, mm, nowhere oh near nice <clears throat> all right content you ready in your zen space i'm, I'm ready Bring it. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. First of 10. Master. Kanye. Oh, I like that. Tupac. Legend. Nice. Label. Not important anymore. I like that. Record. Old stuff. <laughs> Old, yep. Produce. Reduce or produce? Uh, produce. Making it better. Mm. Sheets. Sheets. Like bed sheets. Whichever type of sheets that comes to mind. Comfy bed. Oh, okay. There you go. Wrote. Always changing. Nice. Mm. Stage. I miss it. Oh, I miss it too. We all miss it. <laughs> we all do. Base. Motivation, passion, Ooh. second love, first love. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, here we are. Okay, that that word hit then. Then okay. Yes. And the last one, content. Important. Mm. give it up for content That's thank you to content <laughs> for thank joining our podcast yeah it's been uh it's been great talking to somebody who's um really going for it in la thank you guys i appreciate you guys having me man this is amazing and keep doing your thing this podcast is awesome and 
and your personal journeys of making it. I think it's beautiful. Oh, dude. Hey, to you too, man. To you too as well. And like, that's the thing where like, I was also really interested in like trying to get you on and then also like just to promote you as well through uh through everywhere we can um what are your handles where can people find you my handle is every everywhere it's uh only content with a k mm -hmm. and yeah on every social uh handle i also got my own website since recently contentmusic.com nice and yeah <clears throat> thank you guys no problem you're welcome um lucas what are your handles <clears throat> excuse me you can find me at lucas john ing ng again no vowels across social media and josh uh for me at josh yang comedy across everything um but uh yes please also like and follow and subscribe to the have we made it yet podcast hwmiy podcast um maybe we should come up with like a jingle for that because hwmiy is kind of hard to like for people to remember remember <laughs> maybe we should come out with something i don't know either way uh, please like, subscribe, follow us there. Like and subscribe to, uh, to content. Follow him on like Spotify. Yep, Spotify. Um, yes. Okay, Spotify as well. And I will post everything links uh, in, down in the description below. But yes, <laughs> thank you to another great episode uh, from content. Great. We'll see you guys all next week. All right. Peace. Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader -leader podcast with CEOs from Target, Pepsi, and Adobe, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to.